0: Strange News Daily is a production of iHeartMedia.
1: In a world full of bizarre events, unsolved mysteries, and a billion stories from all corners of the globe, some news gets lost in the shuffle. This is your gateway to the stories on the fringe of the mainstream map. These are your dispatches in the dark. I'm Ben Bolin, and this is the Strange News Daily. Our first story today. Earlier this week, federal authorities in New York seized a shipment of weave, along with other beauty accessories that were suspected to be made from human hair taken from people locked inside a Chinese internment camp. Officials from the U.S. Customs and Border Protection said that 13 tons, that's 11.8 metric tons, of hair product were in the shipment. Altogether, this is worth about $800,000 U.S. dollars. Brenda Smith, the executive assistant commissioner of the CPB's Office of Trade, says, "...the production of these goods constitutes a very serious human rights violation, and the detention order is intended to send a clear and direct message to all entities seeking to do business with the U.S. that illicit and inhumane practices will not be tolerated in U.S. supply chains." This is the second time this year that the agency has slapped a detention order on shipments of hair weave from China based on suspicions that the people making them face human rights abuses. The orders are used to hold shipping containers at U.S. ports of entry until the agency can investigate and verify any claims of wrongdoing. Rushan Abbas is a Uyghur-American activist. She says women who use hair weaves should think about who might be making them. We should also mention that Rushan Abbas's sister is a medical doctor who went missing in China almost two years ago and is currently believed to be locked in one of these camps. Abbas says, this is so heartbreaking for us. I want people to think about the slavery people are experiencing today. My sister is sitting somewhere being forced to make what? Hair pieces? This shipment, which arrived this past Wednesday, was made by Lop County Mishin Hair Product Company Limited. In May, a similar detention was placed on Heitian Haolin Hair Accessories Company Limited, but those weaves were synthetic, not human. Haolin's products were imported by O's Hair in Duluth, Georgia, and I&I Hair, which is headquartered in Dallas, Texas. Ionized Weaves are sold under the Innocence brand to salons and to individual customers around the country. Both of these exporters are located in the Xinjiang region, which is in the far west of China. Over the past four years, the government has detained an estimated 1 million or more people, all of ethnic Turkic minority, in this part of the country. These ethnic minorities are held in what are described as internment camps and prisons where they're subjected to ideological discipline, a.k.a. brainwashing. They're forced to denounce their religion, and they can't use their normal language. They're physically abused. The government of China has long suspected minorities, particularly the Uyghur people, of harboring separatist tendencies because they have a distinct culture, language, and religion. We should add that the Uyghur are also mostly Muslim. Reports by international news organizations have repeatedly found that people inside the internment camps and prisons, which the activists call black factories, are making sportswear and other apparel for popular U.S. brands. The Chinese Ministry of Affairs, by the way, says there is no forced labor, nor is there any detention of ethnic minorities. In a statement, the ministry said, We hope that certain people in the United States can take off their tented glasses, correctly understand, and objectively and rationally view normal economic and trade cooperation between Chinese and American enterprises. And last December... Authorities in Xinjiang said that the camps had closed. All the detainees had graduated. It's difficult to corroborate this claim because there are still tight surveillance routines and many restrictions on reporting in the region. Some Uyghurs and some members of Kazakh communities have told international media that their relatives have been released, yet many others say their loved ones remain locked up or were sentenced to prison or were transferred to forced labor in other factories. While tariffs and embargoes over political issues are, to be honest, pretty common, it is very rare for the U.S. government to block imports produced by forced labor. Our second story today, some birds on the North American continent are changing their tune. The white-throated Sparrow has a traditional song. It ends with a a distinctive repeated triplet of notes. However, it turns out that by the year 2000, some birds in Western Canada were whistling a a different song. It was a variation ending with a two-note pattern. And now that new song has become a runaway hit in the Sparrow community, It's spread across the continent. This is according to a report in Current Biology that was published on July 2nd. Why are these findings interesting? Well, they contradict previous hypotheses that birdsong dialects don't change much in local regions. The rapid spread of this new song is kind of like someone moving from uh, the deep south uh, in Mississippi all the way up to Boston, and then all of a sudden, because of that one person, everybody in Boston starts speaking with a deep Mississippi accent. At least those are the kind of examples an avian behavioral ecologist named Ken Otter at the University of Northern British Columbia likes to make. Otter and his colleagues documented the adoption of the Western song at a research station in eastern Canada. In 2005, just one male out of 76 Sparrows surveyed sang the doublet ending song, the two-note ending. But in 2014, just a few years later, 22% of 101 male Sparrows surveyed sang that new song. And in 2017, nearly half of 92 males that were recorded had also adopted the variation. What's interesting here is that we can actually see the transition from one song to the next unfolding in real time. The researchers confirmed the spread of the song with the double-noted ending across the continent as far east as Quebec and Vermont via recordings that were made from numerous citizens and other scientists. Currently, experts believe the Eastern Sparrows probably picked up the new song at common wintering grounds. And by tracking birds from central British Columbia with backpack-like geolocators, the team was able to find that birds migrated to the southern U.S. Great Plains. These overlap with known wintering grounds of birds that feed east of the Rockies. And the researchers have a pretty interesting bit of speculation here to explain this strange shift in song. There may be romance in the air. In fact... Female sparrows may have a preference for novel songs. The scientists say that if this is the cause of the shift, it will become a focus for study in the future. Our third story today. Two siblings in Mongolia appear to have contracted bubonic plague after eating the flesh of marmots. Authorities have carried out urgent checks on 146 people with whom these two brothers were in contact, but there are some 500 other people that these contacts themselves have been in touch with. Bubonic plague is a deadly, serious disease. It's a bacterial infection that can kill adults within 24 hours, unless there's some sort of intervening treatment. Pansach Buyanbat, who is 27 and his brother is 17, are currently being treated in separate hospitals in the Kovd province in Western Mongolia. The elder brother is said to be in critical condition, and the staff at the hospital is taking major security precautions because everyone is, of course, terrified of this infection spreading. The bubonic plague can often spread via fleas that live on wild rodents, such as rats or, of course, marmots. Mongolia's National Center for Zoonotic Diseases confirmed that bubonic plague had been diagnosed for both of the siblings. But this is unfortunately not a new occurrence. Just last April, a couple died of bubonic plague in Western Mongolia, again after eating marmot meat. Marmots, for anyone unfamiliar, are rodents. They're technically the heaviest member of the squirrel family. As the world continues to fight the coronavirus pandemic, it's up to local and regional health authorities to keep an eye out for other outbreaks that may occur while the populations are in a vulnerable space and while the typical health infrastructure is already overwhelmed by COVID-19. Stay safe out there, folks. That's all for now. We've been asking you to chime in with suggestions for stories you think your fellow listeners might enjoy. To hit us with your best or worst jokes, as well as your personal experience with COVID-19, the ongoing protests, or anything else that's happening in your neck of the global woods. Let us know. Tag hashtag StrangeDaily on Twitter or reach out to me directly. I'm at BenBolinHSW on Twitter or at BenBolin on Instagram. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Dylan Fagan, our research associate, Sam Garden, and, most importantly, thanks to you. I'm Ben Bolin. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, stay strange.
0: Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done. Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs>